Hello and welcome back to Series 1, Episode 4 with Chloe Mediumship. So how are you all? Um, I really do apologise for the weight of the podcast. It feels like forever since I've actually been able to sit down and record another episode. So I'm actually going to make this episode to do with all about meditation, how you can meditate, the meaning of meditation, and what actually meditation is. I feel like I'm saying meditation a lot, Um, but I honestly feel it's the next step to be able to communicate with your guides and people that you've lost. So this episode is all about meditation. So people will often say to me, Chloe, what is meditation? Meditation is where you can be your higher self and you can leave all your self-doubt, all your overthinking to the side and be like, right, I want to have that peace of mind. I want to be in a relaxing state and enjoy meditation where you can do the things that you want to do, connect with past loved ones um, and your guides, see if they have any messages and signs. And it actually, there is so many benefits. It's not even about the spiritual side of things where you could see and communicate with people that have passed over, but it's also about reducing the stress levels that you're undertaking and be able to have a clearer mind um, and try and stop with that overthinking. Meditation really, really helps with a lot of stress, stress (laughs) in general. Like it is just absolutely amazing. It even helps with, so let's say, promotes better sleep, improves your circulation, um, regulates your mood, helps with anxiety, promotes happiness. Like there is, the list honestly goes on. I can sit here for ages and say all the pros of meditation, but it needs to be something that you want to do. And relaxation is the number one thing to start because if you're not relaxed, you're not going to be able to let all your worries, let everything drift away and be in a better frame of mind to meditate. So relaxation is the key start of meditation, okay? Being able to relax is probably really, really difficult, especially if your mind is going 100 miles an hour and you cannot seem to relax. Um, So the one thing that I usually say to people is breathing. Learning your breathing techniques helps you to relax instantly. Um, Even when I'm walking around a supermarket, you know how hard it is for me to um, actually have that moment where I just do my shop because I have a pounding headache, everybody's emotions and feelings flood me and I have to focus on my breathing and I get through it. So even, for example, labor, focus on your breathing is a lot easier. Um, There's so many obstacles in life, whereas if you take a step back, you think, right, if I just breathe, take a deep breath, you'll be fine. It's the same with an argument. Take a minute, have a deep breath. You see things in a whole different way. Um, So breathing is probably the best thing to start to focus on, okay? So it's all about um, finding a quiet place to practice and just 10 to 15 minutes of your time and just focus on your breathing. Go at the pace you feel comfortable. There's no point in me saying, right, deep breath in, deep breath out, release, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) It's all about you actually sitting down and finding your routine to breathe. So however your pace is better, how it makes you feel. Closing your eyes will automatically help you relax as well. So close your eyes and focus on your breathing. I know at the minute you're like trying to see what your breathing's actually doing. So just breathe. (laughs) It really, really does help. 
So while you're breathing is a lot, lot better. Um, it's all about finding your quiet meditation place. You need to find a place where you won't be disturbed and where you can sit in silence without anybody entering. Um, as many busy people know, this is often more difficult than it seems. Once you find your place, you need to get in the comfortable position without moving around and feel uncomfortable during a meditation session. So it doesn't matter if you sit cross-legged on the floor like many people think where they just sit there going, um, <laughs> it's not like that. It's just however you feel comfortable. So you can sit on a chair, you can lie down, you can need, you need to be in a stable position and put your palms in a place where you are facing the sky, okay? So sometimes people say that sounds absolutely bonkers, but it does, it helps you connect better, believe it or not, by putting your palms up to the sky um, really, really does help as well. So make sure your breathing is okay, you're in a perfect location where nobody can interrupt you and you feel comfortable. It doesn't matter if you've got loads of blankets on you or, or you just feel the most comfortable comfortable position it does not matter as long as you are in the right frame of mind you are relaxed okay so now that you are in the right frame of mind your breathing is okay and you're in a comfortable position it's all about becoming present in the moment so meditation is all about being mindful of where you are in the world and becoming present in the moment and in what is going on around you so by keeping your eyes closed and taking a deep breath in and out, pay attention to what you hear around you. What do you hear? What do you smell? What are you touching in the in in your mind? Like what is going on? What's the first thing that happens? And um, think about how it feels to sit. Do you feel tension in your body? Where is the tension? Because with that busy day in and day out, we don't actually sit down, keep our minds closed, and think, right. So this is the time now to listen to your body, listen to everything that's going on around you and actually feel where, well, things are a lot, it seems to be a lot clearer once you actually sit there um, and you notice a lot going on. So breathing is definitely the single most important part of meditation. It is essential that you learn to focus on your breathing. If you want to make the most of your practice, take in long, deep breaths. Follow your breath with your mind. Imagine it flowing through your body, out through your lungs, through your nostrils. The more focused you can stay on your breath, the better, okay? So breathing, number one. As you continue with your breath, you could try concentrating um, and you can also try humming. So um, <laughs> as I said earlier, but if that helps you relax, go for it. Um, but the next part of meditation is obviously your relaxation. Make sure you're relaxed, balanced. Try the grounding technique as well. It will help you. Um, and I do recommend doing this before meditation anyway and saying Chloe's protection um, because you, you, you're connecting with loved ones as well. So make sure you use Chloe's protection, okay? So make sure your mind is completely gone. Don't worry about the washing. Don't worry about silly things like that. Oh, don't, don't go do meditation if you put dinner in because your mind will be like, oh my God, I've got to check dinner and things like that. You have to be completely mind free. It's about your higher self. It's about listening to your body as well. So no distractions, okay? I know I'm rambling on a little bit, but I want you to know you can't have any distractions, okay? So what I'm going to do now on the rest of this podcast, on this episode, is actually talk you through my meditation. What happens um, and what things could happen 
um, and actually guide you through my meditation, okay? So I'm just going to walk you through it, explain the things that I see, um, and then you'll kind of know what you're, you're going to be looking out for yourself. The one thing I would say within meditation, um, you can light some candles, you can do anything you wish to make you feel calmer and more relaxed. However, take a notepad and a pen, okay? Write things down, even throughout, you might even realize after your meditation that you've scribbled loads of stuff down, like make sure you write things down. Um, but the number one rule we have is throughout any meditation, whether you end up on the other side of a field or absolutely anywhere, always walk back, okay? You have to walk back through your meditation and then wake up because believe it or not, you're actually in a deep sleep. Um, and I know that sounds bonkers, but just make sure you walk back, okay? Closing my eyes and feeling very, very calm. I am on top of the staircase. I look all around me and I see a really, really high ceiling and wooden floorboards to my feet. I'm on top of a staircase and this staircase is very, very wooden and very stiff and it creaks as I take one step down. I run my hands on the banister and it smells like wood, like it's damp wood. And I'm walking all the way down to the bottom. There's a big window that lets in a lot of sunlight and I can see all the dust on the floor. And I'm looking around and it is just absolutely beautiful. But it just smells like wood and damp. I want to escape this room. I want to see what is next. And as I look along the long corridor, there is a door. And this door is really, really big. It's got a massive key lock. And I'm thinking, where is the key? And I walk up to it and it's actually unlocked. With a tiny twist of the doorknob, I walk in and the room is just white. It's glowing. As I step into this doorway... There is loads of doors surrounding me. And I see one, two, three, four, five, six doors. Every time I do meditation, I always end up in the same spot. And however I'm feeling, I pick a door and I lead through this door to find what else is next in my journey of meditation. In front of me, this door is actually staring right at me. It's number four. I walk through the door and my clothes change. I'm in a big flowy dress and it is massive and my hair and makeup is perfect. And it is so, so sunny and so bright. And loads of butterflies, they land on me. The birds are very, very close to me and I'm in a massive cornfield. I walk through the cornfield and it's just so, so bright. I don't want it to end. I don't want the day to stop. And I see a bench. I walk up to the bench and I sit down and somebody comes up behind me. Hello, <laughs> I say. And there is a strong gentleman who taps me on the shoulder and says I'm here and he has been waiting for me today. He has a flat cap on, he's very hunched, he's hunched over and he's almost grinning at me because he knew I was coming today. And we start talking about the days and how I need to make sure I have some time for myself. And he is absolutely lovely. In the distance, I see a lovely lady walking towards me as well. And she says, Chloe, Chloe. And I'm thinking, who is that? 
And as she comes closer and closer, I recognise it straight away. And it's my nan. And she's saying, Chloe, I'm glad you're here. We've missed you. And she sits next to me and we're talking about all the days and the memories that we shared. And it's honestly the most beautiful time. But she tells me that I need to go and do something. I say, well, what is it? And she's not telling me because she's very, very stubborn anyway. And she says, no, you need to figure this out, but you need to be doing it more. And I'm thinking, God, you're supposed to be helping me here now. You're supposed to be telling me the things that I want to hear. Right. Go away and come back and we can talk about this again. And I said, no, I want to know what you are saying to me. What clues, what do you want me to do? And she holds my hand and she grips it very, very firmly. And she says, you travel. And I said, oh, okay, you want me to travel? And she says, yes, this is good for you. And that makes a lot of sense because I've been wondering to travel and I don't want to leave my children behind. I don't want to leave my family behind. But I know in my heart it's something that I need to do. So she confirmed that for me. And we chatted for a very, very long time and I was writing things down and she was just so, so lovely and so, so peaceful. But she was also telling me about the things that she's been doing um, and that she's with her dog um, called Sally. And Sally comes running over and it's a big white dog. I say big, she's quite small, but she comes across very, very big and she's not. <laughs> um, but she's a white dog. And she actually passed many, many years ago, when I was younger, in fact. Um, and she is with my land now. And they're always together. <laughs> um, but it was just absolutely wonderful seeing her. I walk away and I decided that I wanted to investigate a gate that kept... Closing my eyes and feeling very, very calm, I am on top of the staircase. I look all around me and I see a really, really high ceiling and wooden floorboards to my feet. I'm on top of a staircase and this staircase is very, very wooden and very stiff and it creaks as I take one step down. I run my hands on the banister and it smells like wood, like it's damp wood. And I'm walking all the way down to the bottom. There's a big window that lets in a lot of sunlight and I can see all the dust on the floor. And I'm looking around and it is just absolutely beautiful. But it just smells like wood and damp. I want to escape this room. I want to see what is next. And as I look along the long corridor, there is a door. And this door is really, really big. It's got a massive key lock. And I'm thinking, where is the key? And I walk up to it and it's actually unlocked. With the tiny twist of the doorknob, I walk in and the room is just white. It's glowing. As I step into this doorway, there is loads of doors surrounding me. And I see one, two, three, four, five, six doors. Every time I do meditation, I always end up in the same spot. And however I'm feeling, I pick a door and I lead through this door to find what else is next in my journey of meditation. In front of me, this, this door is actually staring right at me. It's number four. I walk through the door and my clothes change. I'm in a 
big flowy dress and it is massive and my hair and makeup is perfect and it is so so sunny and so bright and loads of butterflies they land on me the birds are very very close to me and I'm in a massive cornfield I walk through the cornfield and it's just so so bright I don't want it to end I don't want the day to stop and I see a bench I walk up to the bench and I sit down and somebody comes up behind me. Hello, <laughs> I say. And there is a strong gentleman who taps me on the shoulder and says, I'm here. And he has been waiting for me today. He has a flat cap on. He's very hunched. He's hunched over. And he's almost grinning at me because he knew I was coming today. And we start talking about the days and how I need to make sure I have some time for myself. And he is absolutely lovely. In the distance, I see a lovely lady walking towards me as well. And she says, Chloe, Chloe. And I'm thinking, who is that? And as she comes closer and closer, I recognise it straight away. And it's my nan. And she's saying, Chloe, I'm glad you're here. We've missed you. And she sits next to me. And we're talking about all the days and the memories that we shared. And it's honestly the most beautiful time. But she tells me that I need to go and do something. I said, well, what is it? And she's not telling me because she's very, very stubborn anyway. And she says, no, you need to figure this out, but you need to be doing it more. And I'm thinking, God, you're supposed to be helping me here, Nan. You're supposed to be telling me the things that I want to hear. So she says, right, go away and come back and we can talk about this again. And I said, no, I want to know what you're saying to me. What clues, what do you want me to do? And she holds my hand and she grips it very, very firmly. And she says, you travel. And I said, oh, okay, you want me to travel? And she says, yes, this is good for you. And that makes a lot of sense because I've been wondering to travel and I don't want to leave my children behind. I don't want to leave my family behind. But I know in my heart it's something that I need to do. So she confirmed that for me. And we chatted for a very, very long time and I was writing things down and she was just so, so lovely and so, so peaceful. But she was also telling me about the things that she's been doing um, and that she's with her dog um, called Sally. And Sally comes running over and it's a big white dog. I say big, she's quite small, but she comes across quite very big and she's not. <laughs> um, but she's a white dog and she actually passed many, many years ago when I was younger, in fact. Um, and she is with my land now and they're always together. <laughs> um, but it was just absolutely wonderful seeing her. I walk away and I decided that I wanted to investigate a gate that kept and this big gate was making me want to go even closer but something in my heart was saying not today so I didn't I didn't investigate this gate until I know in the next week or even a few days I will go back to this gate and there'll be something there for me but today something was making me hold back and say you know what I will wait so I say goodbye to my nan and granddad who was there waiting for me today and I walk back through the field and up to the door and close the door behind me I'm now standing back in my bright white room with all the doors that surround me but something is making me want to go to door number one and I thought right I'll just pop in 
So I open the door and with a creak it opens. I step forward and I am in a very, very tight room in fact, quite claustrophobic and I I wasn't that keen on it if I'm honest. But I ended up there and to the bottom of the room there was a staircase but it was glass and it was going up really, really high. So I thought I'll start walking up the stairs and then music started to play and it was very very cheerful music and I started walking all the way up to the staircase until there was another room and I could see more stairs leading up from that room but I thought no I'm gonna wait here and as I was there a man was walking down the stairs to meet me in this room and I said hello and there he was my other granddad this man I'd never ever met in the whole entire of my life. He died before I was even born. But I have a connection with him and we're able to talk about absolutely everything. It's almost like I've known him the whole of my life. I know I have. Because we talk and we communicate the way that anybody else would. And he says, Chloe. And I says, yes. And he goes, what have you been doing? And I said, oh, how can you say that? What do you mean, what have I been doing? And he says, your nan is right you are to travel and I thought oh you've all come here to give me a lecture (laughs) about traveling but we communicated more and he was telling me all about my mom as well um, and that I was to tell her that he is with her a lot so I said goodbye but how I want to explain it to you is I know this room after a while because we are actually connected by me moving myself up spirit move themselves down and we meet in the middle and that's why it's called mediumship however we met in the middle of a staircase which is the middle and he had come down a level and i had gone up a level to meet in the middle so i said goodbye and i walked back down to the staircase through the door in the in the bright room back through the big thick wooden door up the staircase i said goodbye i said thank you for my journey and i opened my eyes I'm now back to the normal world (laughs) and I'm able to tell you all that meditation is beautiful and I feel a lot, lot calmer. I'm able to come away and think, you know what, traveling is right for myself. But meditation is just insane.